Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I am so sick of talking about Tom Brady, so we are going to respond this segment by doing an entire segment where we talk about Tom Brady. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can check us out on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio. You can jump in with us. The Dr. Pepper call in line is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Michael Rothstein, and we are in for the guys quarterbacks who are going to annoy us all off season. Number one in the power rankings is the guy who last year retired, Michael. And I did a four hour show on ESPN radio and we interviewed everybody about his legacy and his career. And we said goodbye to Tom Brady only for him to come back 40 days later. And now we're going to do the same thing again. I think you're just bitter, and that's why you don't like Tom Brady, because you're bitter. You did four hours of radio, retirement radio, we'll call it. And then, you know, you, we already talked about it in one of the breaks. Me and you, we're going to probably be on the air together when that happens a second time, just because you have to do it for times, too. Uh, you know, everybody's assuming he's going to play, right, Mike? I mean, that's this guy gave up <laughs> this guy gave up his family for football. Okay, to some degree, at least that's the way it comes across to me. Again, I don't know. I don't know his wife. I don't know his kids. I don't don't want to. I don't want to say that because we we don't know that for sure. I know a lot of people are saying that, but like that's one thing we don't we don't know the the inner workings of celebrity marriage. Neither one of us are at that level. I'm I'm I'm, I do know the inner workings of celebrity marriage. I'm in one, and I'm going to boldly say that football to him is the most important thing. So let's. Assume for a second that Tom is going to go somewhere and haunt us and play next year to try to win his eighth Super Bowl because he still thinks he has something to prove. What's the perfect situation? Keyshawn talked about it on KJ and Max this morning. When you look at it, who really would want that, right? You say, well, it's Tom Brady. He went to the Super Bowl ten times. He's won seven of them. He Look what he did his first year in Tampa. Yes, and everything was aligned perfectly for Tom Brady. He had an offensive line. He had tight ends. He had receivers. He had a nice running game. He had a defense, one of the top defenses in the league. The situation has got to be perfect. Can he still play football? Yes. But these situations now that's available, the Houstons, the Carolinas, the Raiders, them situations ain't, them ain't perfect situations that he had when he went from New England to Tampa Bay. It's Keyshawn Johnson this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Michael Rothstein. What do you make of the Raiders as a destination for him? I mean, listen, if, if he is going to go somewhere and play in the NFL next year, this is the situation that to me makes the most sense. It's familiarity. Dave Ziegler, the general manager, 
Josh McDaniels, the head coach, he knows both of those guys. He had a ton of success with Josh McDaniels, as we know, in New England. He would have the number one wide receiver in Devontae Adams. He theoretically would have the number one running back in Josh Jacobs and also potentially even Darren Waller. Like, I, I think that this would be a good situation for him offensively. Uh. Bad situation in terms of winning because that division is quite good, Aaron. It would be a good situation for him to get into another celebrity marriage because, of course, as we know, Vegas is the <laughs> marriage capital of the world. Oh, the 49ers man. have a loaded team. Now, to me, like if I was going to send him anywhere, I'd send him back home to play for San Francisco. The only problem is they've got an undefeated rookie quarterback who's playing right now in San Fran. Keyshawn, again, why are the 49ers the perfect landing spot, Key? If Brock Purdy doesn't go and win the Super Bowl, you bring in Tom Brady. You move on from Trey Lance. You keep Brock Purdy there to back him up and give it one or two years. You get some draft pick capital back for Trey Lance. That's what you do with Tom Brady. Perfect situation. Hell of an offensive line. We already know what the defense is. We know what that is. They got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and Ayuk, and he's from the area. So you already know he can handle that, and they would do that. I don't know about him in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Yeah, that, that, I, I, I'm with you. Like that's the first. I'm listening to Key, and you know, listen, Key's, Key. Know, Key has forgotten more about football than you and I know combined. But I, I just I have a tough time because of the offense. And here's the other thing too: you have two young quarterbacks right now, in Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Theoretically, you bring in Tom Brady, you're studying the development of one or both of them. I would imagine one of them ends up getting moved on, probably Trey Lance, if you went and did that. And Trey Lance, who knows, if even if they go with Brock Purdy, mate, I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be there regardless. But you're studying the growth of a young quarterback that clearly you can win with. It's not like they can't win with him, Aaron Goldhammer. Like, yeah. to me, it's you can win with that young quarterback. Yeah. I, I just I – w- I would not want to do that because also, let's be real here too. Say Tom Brady doesn't have it anymore. Can you really bench Tom Brady? It, I don't his, think you can. hometown exactly. team? I like, mean, I just don't I, see that happening, he, man. I, I would agree, and I, I would, that's why not, if, I would not be San interested. Fran, yeah, if I'm San Fran, maybe they should have done this or thought about it three years ago, but yeah. I don't think now. Uh, the Dolphins, this is an interesting one because I don't know what Tua's future even really looks like, Michael, at this point. Yeah, that's part of it, and I – I would still say no, unless you know that Tua is not going to come back. Like, if you don't, or you don't feel comfortable putting Tua out on the field because of his concussion history now and, sure, and, sure. and what could happen. Not that, again, doctors have said that, you know, he's not any more prone to getting another one, but it's, to me, what happens if he does get one, get another, that's yeah, the bigger right. concern. So I, I can see it if you're not comfortable with that from Tua's perspective. Other than that, again, same situation as San Francisco. A young quarterback, one that's shown you some stuff, why? Just why would you do that for, again, a guy who's forty, going to be 46, 46 and can't move? He 46. can't move. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michael Rothstein looking at potential options for Tom Brady for next year. Uh, the Titans, now this is the team I thought that should have gone hard after him in 2020, Michael. Yeah, except he doesn't fit. Or I, I cover Arthur Smith now for, with the Atlanta Falcons because I cover the Falcons for ESPN. He doesn't fit Arthur Smith's offense. Now, Arthur Smith is malleable enough that he can make it fit for any quarterback, let alone a guy like Tom Brady. But he wants a guy with some mobility. Tom Brady does not have that. He wants a guy who can hit, who 
can basically do play action and hit the deep ball consistently. Tom Brady can do that, but not like he used to. I, I don't know if this would fit now just because also I don't know if it would fit for Tom Brady because Tennessee feels like it might be a rebuild situation instead of a win-now situation. Well, they're desperate for a quarterback. They were starting the rocket scientist Josh Dobbs in games that determined their playoff fate just a week ago. But I'll say I don't think they have good enough offensive talent aside from Derrick Henry to get Brady to go there. But I think they have the coach. Of all these teams – you know, I think Brady and Vrabel, to, like, I don't know about Josh McDaniels as a head coach, but Brady and Vrabel, I think, would be formidable. And that's a team that they don't have a better option than Tom Brady in their quarterback room currently. Whereas the 49ers and some of these other teams, Dolphins that we're talking about, probably do. What about him going back to Tampa? I mean, Mike Evans is still there. You know who doesn't get enough love is Gronk, who obviously was really important to Brady's success, plays a whole year without him and doesn't look the same. We think they're going to make a change here at offensive coordinator, maybe with Leftwich out. What do you think about the Bucks? I, you know what? Listen, I, the thing that stuck out to me was the end of his press conference yesterday, and he started thanking everybody, thanked the media. He got it seemed like he even got emotional doing it. That to me says, hey, I, I think I'm ready to move on. Like to me, if I'm if I am Tom Brady, I want a clean break from Tampa Bay because there's been a lot of drama personally there yep. and professionally there. This was a team that for a large portion of the season did not look like they liked one another, did not look like they were happy playing. Why run it back in that situation, especially on a team that seems like it's getting old really quick, Aaron? Yeah, and I, I think it's kind of time for them to hit a little bit of a reset. Um, I know they have some great players on defense and some of them are young. But on offense, a lot of their guys, aside from Tristan Wirfs, are like 10 years plus in the NFL. And then, Michael, we have retirement, which this is the one that I'm rooting for. (laughs) Tom, if you're listening, um, you were thanking the media yesterday. You should do that because you're about to come join us as a member of the media. What do you think? I personally, I think this is the smart decision. And it goes back to something that the Atlanta Falcons defensive coordinator recently retired, Dean Pease, said when he retired for the third time, by the way, oh. a week ago. What is he, a boxer? At age 73, right? The third time. He said, I don't want to be a detriment. I still believe I can coach, but I don't want to be here a year too long where people are kind of, and I'm paraphrasing, people oh. are relying on me. People are, uh, they, it's, it's, I'm causing uh-huh. a problem. Yes. To me, I see that, and part of that is because he's been around for 50 years coaching, and he has seen guys hang on too long, and he's seen how they end up being remembered. To me, Tom Brady is perilously close to that. Yeah. Tom, retire, my man. Yeah. Like, you're 45 years old. I'm three years younger than you. I have not had nearly the amount of punishment on my body, and, I could, and it hurts to get up in the morning. I can only imagine what it's like for you. You have a ton of money. You have a career set. You have your TB12 business. You don't, you don't need to do this. There will be other options. There will be a second and third career for you, man. Just go and retire and enjoy life. You've earned it, dude. Yeah. Michael, uh, your fingers hurt in the morning when you wake up from all that typing you're doing for ESPN NFL Nation. Your voice very dry. You can relate to what to what Tom is going through. Clearly, uh, the last last thing for me on Brady here is I, I was not feeling nostalgic at all watching that game last night. You know, sometimes you watch an athlete and you go, "Man, I hope this isn't the last time I'll watch Tom Brady throw a touchdown pass or Tom Brady take his team out onto the field for." A, to me, I was. they were saying that might be Tom Brady's last pass, and I was sitting there saying to myself, boy, I hope so. It's just, it's just <laughs> about time. That. 
<laughs> Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Tom Brady could be the hot ticket this offseason. Hot tickets brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. All right, part two, the other quarterback that's going to annoy us all offseason. His name <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers. He's been annoying us for the last couple of off-seasons, and he went to the place where he annoys the most, the Pat McAfee (laughs) Show today, to address his future. Take a listen. We had all the conversation that we wanted to have about about football for now. Um, You know, they're not pressing for any type of specific, you know, answer, and I'm not, uh, you know, mentally or emotionally at that point uh, to give one. You know, again, uh, if I'm asked about it, I'll, I'll, you know, respond in honesty. But this is not going to be something where I'm going to, you know, respond to a bunch of inquiries about, you know, what are you thinking this week or what are you thinking next week or where you at? This? You know, it's just uh, it, it's get away from it mentally and then and emotionally and then physically uh, as your body starts to come back after a few weeks of uh, TLC. Then you know, I think you're in a better frame of mind to, you know, to contemplate your future. It's the circle of life, Michael. Brett Favre did this to him year after year after year, and now he's doing it to Jordan Love. I guess. I mean, sorry about the cough there for a second because I was laughing as I was swallowing water. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I have no problem with this from Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers, to me, has always come off as, as a deep thinker in terms of I, I want to make sure I'm making the right decision for myself. And once I make that decision, it's Done. Unlike the guy we were just talking about, Tom Brady. Like, if Aaron Rodgers decides to retire, I I think we'll never hear from him again. No, uh, I mean uh, that's a little bit hyperbole, but I mean I don't think it'll be a, oh maybe he'll come back like Brett Favre did. I don't see Aaron Rodgers doing that. I think he'll go off and you know ayahuasca like and do all all of his things and and become a healer. Maybe I I, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I think this is okay because I also don't think, as our Dan Graziano said earlier, that this is going to be a long process, which it was a year ago. I think it's going to be – we're going to know within a month yeah. what he, what's going to happen here because there's going to be other moving parts that have to happen for the Packers one way or the other, Aaron um, Goldhammer, whether it happens. I, and I think, I think Aaron Rodgers does come back for one more year yeah. because yep. I, what I've seen from Aaron Rodgers has been way more impressive than Tom Brady. I think he's got 50 million reasons to come back for another year. Yes, and it's does. it's easy to say, I don't care about the money. I don't care about the money. But it's when you have $50 million sitting there, I think it is hard to say no when that factors in. That's number one. Number two, unlike Brady, Rodgers in a much different position historically in my mind. And I think he cares about this. Michael, he's been to one Super Bowl. Yep. He's probably the greatest regular season quarterback ever. But I don't think that's the distinction that he wants. I think that he wants to prove that he can get it done in the playoffs. And over the course of the last decade, I'm sorry, you just look at the record, especially in the NFC Championship game, but how many times have they been the favorite and gone and lost? And so I think he's got still something to prove from a football perspective, that he could get back to a second Super Bowl. I think he would love to ride off into the sunset like John Elway and Peyton Manning. So to me, there's something driving him, pushing him that I, unlike Brady, feel like he still has to prove. No, I think that's right, too. And going back to Brady for a second, I mean, that's, again, you can argue what Tom Brady should have done after they won that Super Bowl his first year in Denver, if that's what it was about. And I agree with you. I think some of it, 
is about that for, for Aaron Rodgers. The other thing with Aaron Rodgers that, again, we were just talking about with Tom Brady, is does this happen in Green Bay? And that, I think, is maybe the bigger question than does he retire, is does this happen in Green Bay, or does he say, listen, uh, let Jordan Love do his thing. Please send me somewhere else that I know I can potentially well, win I, I right away. Know. You probably have a better understanding of this than me. My feel is that the dead cap money, if they were Would to be brutal. trade Aaron Rodgers— I mean, like, it's basically a non-starter. After next year is the time to do that. So I think based on the contract that they agreed to, I would be stunned if now, hearing him, if Rodgers didn't come back for another year in part because of the money, and then I think that'll be it for him in Green Bay, that he could potentially go somewhere else. Would you rather have Brady or Rodgers? Let's say you're starting an expansion team. And it's just for next year to try to win it. Would you rather have Brady or Rodgers? Who do you think has more left in the tank? I think Rodgers has more left in the tank, although Brady may play longer. Who knows? Tom Brady might be trying to trot himself out there at 52. Like, in all reality. By the way, the cap number for Rodgers, the dead money would be brutal. It would be $149 million in dead money. So that's probably not going to work. By the way, if they cut him after June 1st, they'd save $50,000. Just awesome. Well, okay. Fun, fun well, factor let's, there. Let's yeah. make sure to keep that in mind when we do our <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, but yeah, you know that's a rounding error. But I, I would st- I would want Aaron Rodgers still because I think he does have more left. I think he's shown he can he can still move a little bit. And in today's NFL, you want a quarterback who can move a little bit, and he yeah. does that more yeah. than Tom Brady does. So the last thing I want to say on Rodgers here, uh, to me, he seemed miserable this year on the field. He seemed detached. In a lot of these games. And I, like, I'll point to the Lions, the week 18, um, the win and in game that they lost. To me, it felt like he was half asleep throughout that game. And maybe yeah. that's just now his demeanor and his calm. I don't think that's serving his team well. He doesn't seem like he's connected and he loves the game in the same way that Tom Brady does. So while I agree, I think that he has more raw physical tools, still left talent left in the tank. Um, If he doesn't love it anymore, this isn't something that you can sort of go halfway with, you know? And the the reality, too, and it's actually why I didn't think Tom Brady was going to have a good year this year, is every NFL player I've talked to, and I've been in the Lions locker room for eight years and the Falcons for two now, once you start thinking about retirement, Aaron Goldhammer, in the NFL, you need to just go ahead and retire because of what it does to your body. I covered Calvin Johnson, and, like, Calvin Johnson came back for one more year, and it was a fine year, but he he even said, like, once you think about it, it's time to go. And for Aaron Rodgers, it seems like that's a continual conversation. Well, up next, there is another MVP-winning quarterback who is going to be in the spotlight this offseason. Is he as annoying as Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers? We'll discuss that next after Michael tells you a little bit about Wendy's. Wendy's knows everyone hates cold and soggy fries. Me too. The temps are cold enough. You don't need your food to be too. That's why Wendy's changed their fries to serve them up hot and crispy every time, guaranteed, Or they'll replace them for free. You heard right. Replace them for free. Listen, you shouldn't have to worry about bad fries ruining your whole meal. And at Wendy's, you don't have to. You can enjoy natural cut skin on potatoes fried to golden perfection and perfectly sprinkled with sea salt. And because Wendy's fries are served up hot and crispy every single time, they stand up to any dip 
you throw at them. So grab your favorite sauce or Frosty if you're into that sort of thing and taste the difference hot and crispy can make. And let me tell you, it really does make a difference. Finally, the days of settling for cold and soggy fries are over. Head to Wendy's today and to get your order of hot and crispy fries and make every day a Friday. That's F-R-Y day in case you missed it. At participating Wendy's, guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and they'll replace them. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Lamar Jackson was a no-show in Cincinnati for the Ravens' playoff game against the Bengals on Sunday night, but boy, has he been on Twitter recently. This is Candy and Carlin, <laughs> ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80 on your smart speaker. You can listen to us as well. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is ESPN NFL Nation Falcons reporter Michael Rothstein. Triple H, say ESPN if you want to jump in with us. 888-729-3776. This feels sticky. This smells <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are not in a good place right now, Michael. No, they're not, and that's been pretty clear for a while now, mostly because they couldn't get a deal done. And generally, when both sides want a deal done in the NFL, you find a way to make it work, and they just were unable to do that. And it seems like some of that has to do with Lamar Jackson wanting a fully guaranteed deal, which, by the way, after what we saw Deshaun Watson get in Cleveland, where you live, yeah, fully well within Lamar Jackson's rights because Lamar Jackson has an MVP award. Also, fairly clearly has been a model citizen, unlike Deshaun Watson. So I have no problem with the fact that there's been a stalemate, but it's coming to a head and, and deadlines. Well, there's a franchise tag deadline next month. Like that, it's going to get real interesting real quick. I think. It, listen, I understand why Lamar doesn't want to get franchise tagged, even though it's forty-five million dollars. Okay, for next year. Sure. He wants to have some stability moving into the future for him. He doesn't want to go year to year like that. He wants to get a long-term contract of some kind. And he wants it to have a lot of guaranteed money involved. Uh, And I think the Ravens are just – they haven't wanted to pull the trigger. Really, it's on both sides that this didn't get done years ago. When you know you have a star player on your hands in this league, it behooves you to pay them as soon as possible. 
because the longer you wait, the more the market resets and the harder the negotiation ultimately is going to be. RG3 was on Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio earlier today, and he explained why he thinks the Ravens are reluctant now at this stage of the game to pay Lamar Jackson what he wants. I don't think the Ravens are, are afraid or unwilling to guarantee Lamar money because of injury. I think they're unwilling and afraid to guarantee Lamar uh, a full contract because of what they went through with Joe Flacco. Remember, Joe Flacco went into his last year before he won the Super Bowl, and he bet on himself. Well, they won the Super Bowl. He's Super Bowl MVP, and the Ravens paid him out the wazoo. Well, they feel like that really hurt their team and their ability to build pieces around Joe Flacco for the next five, six, seven years. They don't want that to happen for Lamar. RG3 on Fitz and Harry, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Let's get real, though. I mean, Lamar Jackson's a much better player than Joe Flacco has ever been or will ever be. Well, don't, don't tell that to some people because, remember, in some circles, is Joe Flacco elite? That was a whole thing for years. There were, that, was like a meme. that was like one of the original memes, right? Like, there's there's, there's sports no memes. debate Joe Flacco about whether, no, but, but whether there's Lamar, not. Lamar Jackson is the Ravens' whole offense. Oh, and we saw that. I mean, I thought Tyler Huntley played all right, by the way, on Sunday night. But, no, Lamar Jackson is a special player. Now, here, here's where some of the concern would be for me with Lamar Jackson is that he's missed eight games over the last, not including playoffs, over the last two seasons. And this is a guy who relies on his legs and a very strong arm to make things happen. It's what makes Lamar Jackson one of the most electrifying players and better quarterbacks in the NFL. He's been dealing with the knee injury, and RG3, more than anybody, will understand what that's like playing with a knee injury and forcing it in the playoffs. So I have no problem that RG3... Yeah, I have no problem that Lamar Jackson sat. My question when you're looking at a long-term guaranteed deal is I want to make sure he's going to be available to me as a coach, as a general manager, as a team. That's my biggest concern. Honestly, that's my only concern, Aaron, with when it comes to Lamar Jackson. For you and and to me also, it's it's an injury question as much as it is anything else. I, I would say, though, Michael, and again, this is me speculating here, but I think there's a much better chance Lamar would have played in that game on Sunday night. And then the Ravens would have won, probably, if Lamar had played. Judging by how close they were to winning with Tyler Huntley, and I don't think Lamar fumbles to Sam Hubbard at the goal line like that. Uh, I think he'd have played in the game if he had the deal. And again, this is not me criticizing either him or the Ravens. I understand why, given that injury history, if his knee is a little bit unstable before he has the guaranteed money, he doesn't want to go out there and take the risk. If you ask most players, Michael, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, like you said, you covered the league a long time. Do you think they'd rather have a giant guaranteed contract or a Super Bowl ring? Which do you think they'd prefer? Ooh, see, I th- here, here's the interesting thing. I think it depends on when you ask a player in their career. I think when you're at Lamar Jackson's stage of his career, where you're 25 years old, you want that money. You want to lock up that cash. When you hit like 31, 32, you've had two big contracts. You've had three big contracts, maybe. Like a Matthew Stafford, we'll use that as an example, although Matthew Stafford got good money. Yeah. At that point, if you haven't gotten to a Super Bowl or gotten a ring, then you're ring chasing. A guy like Indomitian and Sue, who has won a ring, right? Okay, okay. Like, he's a good but example. Those guys because, have already gotten, as the kids but, say, but, the bag. But no, 
right? But, but that, but that's the point is that they're later in their careers, so they want to go get the ring because then legacy becomes important, winning becomes important. If you don't have that money yet in the right. NFL, which is not for long, you yep. need to go and get that money, and that's what we're talking about with Lamar. And that, that's I don't think Lamar and I. I I, this is not a criticism. It's going to come across that way. It's not a criticism. I don't think he wanted to risk injuring himself and not getting the bag of money to try to win a Super Bowl ring this year. Because I think if you asked him between the two things, the generational wealth for his family is more important than winning at this stage of his career. And I, I cannot criticize him for that. But I think if you want to know why he wasn't in Cincinnati, if you want to understand his frustration with the Ravens, if you want to know why he's tweeting his own injury updates and not getting them through his coaching staff and the team and he's not as bought in, he feels like they don't buy in on him. They have terrible receivers. They don't give J.K. Dobbins the ball. They make him responsible for everything and put him in harm's way, and he doesn't feel like it's fair. And in my eyes, he's one step away from demanding a trade and being out of there. That's entirely possible. One thing I will say with this, when you're talking about him announcing his own injuries, more players need to do that because then you're taking ownership of your own situation because a lot of times teams don't want players talking about the injuries. Coaches tell players not to do that in the rooms, in the league. But you want your own narrative out there. You want your own explanation and story out there. And honestly, when I saw Lamar Jackson say, hey, I'm at 60%, whatever it was, 60 65%. Once I saw that, I'm like, you know what? There's no way Lamar Jackson should be playing. And not only that, even if he had the contract, he still shouldn't have been playing because if you're the Ravens at that point and you put that amount of guaranteed money in him, yeah. you have invested in him long term. Yeah. So that would have been a bad move if the Ravens did that, period. So I have no problem with the fact that Lamar Jackson didn't play. In terms yeah. of him not traveling, I mean, that's, that's a little bit more of a tricky situation in a playoff game. But sure. I, what I want to know, and I haven't heard, maybe John Harbaugh has said this, but I have not heard John Harbaugh at, well, why didn't he travel? Yeah. Well, like, I, I've not heard that anywhere. I, I, I don't know that either, but it's, it's out there that he didn't travel because he was sending a message. It, look, I cover and follow very closely and want the Cleveland Browns to do well. So through that lens, I really think the Ravens need to trade Lamar Jackson this season. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant idea, and they should trade him as far away from the AFC North as humanly possible. Up next, the biggest tease in sports has made a decision. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. 
Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You make decisions on some quarterbacks in the NFL. We know where one college football coach is going to be next year. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. ESPN app. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80, and you can ask your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. I got in trouble a couple weeks ago, Michael, because I shocker. Said, I said the name of one of the smart speakers, and it made smart speakers all over the country turn on, <laughs> which <laughs> was a little bit of a problem. So I'm not going to do that. But if you have a smart speaker, no matter what smart speaker it is, you can ask it to play ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Michael Rothstein. <laughs> and Jim Harbaugh wants us to think that he is a Michigan man, right, through and through. You know, yes. he was he was born in Michigan. He played in Michigan. He loves Michigan all the way through and through. I think there's a little part of me, though, that feels like he's going back to the Wolverines because there wasn't enough NFL interest for him to draw a job. Yeah, possibly. But, I mean, all right, let me rephrase that. Yes, that's probably correct, Aaron. It really is. However, I think that there is something where he – I think there's a want to be wanted with Jim Harbaugh, and, like, that's part of this. And I think some of it, too, is possibly trying to up his contract a little bit. And the other part of it with Jim Harbaugh is I think that he genuinely has NFL interest, like as in he's interested in that. But I know, listen, when you're sitting there and you're debating jobs, because I've done this a few times in my career, I moved to Atlanta actually from Ann Arbor, Michigan a couple of years ago. There's a pull and there's a tug there. And that when you sit there and if you do pros and cons, like, Maybe you're like, you know what? Maybe I want this, but uh, maybe I don't. And Ann Arbor, Aaron, I don't know how often you've been there. It's a tough place to leave. Like you have Blank Slate Creamery Creamery and Zingerman's Delicatessen and Maize and Blue. And it's it's one of the most walkable and beautiful towns in the United States. And honestly, Ann Arbor, you can just hire me, be your spokesperson because I love that city. Like, it's a hard place to leave, Aaron, so I understand it. And You know, it's I like... was going to take the head coaching job of the Denver Broncos, but Zimmerman's deli, really. I mean, Z- oh, well, it's Zingerman's, not Zimmerman's, Aaron. Come Zingerman. on. Zingerman and all the deli, all the free deli that they're sending you for shouting them out. The only, the only sponsors I shout out on this show are actual sponsors. We're presented by Progressive Insurance here on Canty and Carlin. I, I think the want to be wanted is interesting. I think the Broncos told him, Sean Payton, you know, that they weren't going to make a move on Harbaugh until they knew what Sean Payton's story was. In the meantime, this is going to kill Michigan with recruits, I think. You know, if, if you're Ryan Day at Ohio State, just as an example, and I don't even know that they're at the place where they're recruiting the same players, but I would say, man, you know I'm going to be here. That guy over there, he flirts with the NFL every <laughs> yeah. year. And then, you know, what do you want? His uh, third linebacker coach is all of a sudden going to be your head coach and you guys are going to be finishing fifth or sixth in the Big Ten? Like, there's no commitment level. I have no belief that Jim Harbaugh isn't going to coach in the NFL again. I think it's almost a definite that he will. So how many more years now has he even left at Michigan? 
Well, I, I get that, and that's definitely part of it, Aaron. But but this is the thing too. I do wonder if there was behind the scenes, and I have no insider information, so this is just me putting on a speculatory hat. I do wonder if there was a conversation in all of this of saying, hey, listen, you've done this two years in a row now. Heck, you went and met with the Vikings on signing day. Yeah. Stop. You want to be here? Stop. Cut it out. We're in a, in a very respected football program, one of the most historical football programs in college football. So just cut it out. You want to be here? We want you here. The, the school president came out and said, want you here. We want you here. But here's the thing. You got to stop doing this because, it, like you said, it's going to hurt you in recruiting. And more often than not, at yeah. some point, the, the Michigan fan base is a very prideful and often annoyed, but very prideful fan base. They're not going to stand for this all that more often until you start actually winning games in the college football playoff instead of getting there. Like, well, that's part of this. Uh, okay. I, that's an interesting piece of it to me. Uh, Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Michael Rothstein because he has overcome the Michigan State thing, and now he's overcome the Ohio State thing, beating them two years in a row. So that has made him a popular guy at Zingerman's. 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 Zingerman's and Schmookie's Candy Shop or whatever the other places you are. You like to shout out Ann Arbor. (laughs) It's made him very popular. However, the fact that they lost to TCU. I mean, look, they had a successful year because they went undefeated. They won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State. Those are incredible boxes to check at Michigan. But now that he's back there. I think that the standard is going to be raised. And I think not only now does he have to get to the playoff that we're going to 12 teams, I think that's going to be how he's judged, uh, is what he does in the playoff, not just getting there and not just beating Ohio State in the regular season. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. But here's the thing. Now that the playoff's going to 12 teams, I imagine more often than not, Michigan's getting there. Like, they might be the second team out of the Big Ten some years, but they're going to be there more often than not because the talent pipeline has always been good. Remember, this is a school where, other than the Rich Rodriguez-Brady Hoke mistake years, of, of which I covered those, like, this is a team that's always been at minimum 9-3. and three. Like, that's their floor. 9-3 and three is going to possibly get you into that playoff every year. So I think, yes, it has to do now with... Getting when you there, when you are there, you got to start winning games. Start and it's going to start. It's going to yes. start being more like the bas- NCAA basketball tournament, where yeah. it's like not only do you get in, you got to start winning. Otherwise, you're in trouble. I, I, I thought that they overachieved in smashing Ohio State the way they did, and I thought that then they grossly underachieved by losing to TCU, and then TCU did them no favors, sixty-five no. to seven against Georgia in the national championship game. That is for sure. So Harbaugh is back at Michigan. At least we can put one of these drama queens to bed the real house (laughs) husband of ann arbor is staying at michigan going into next year up next it is our first glance at the nfl divisional round it is that time on canty and carlin on espn radio and the espn app thanks for listening to the canty and carlin podcast you can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 eastern on espn radio plus you can watch and listen on the espn app canty and carlin the podcast